0: Hello and welcome to The Economist Asks. I'm Daniel Franklin, executive editor of The Economist. Today I've left the studio and I'm standing outside the Saatchi Gallery in London. Inside the focus is on Russia, because a hundred years ago the Bolsheviks took over the Russian government. To mark the anniversary, Saatchi is exhibiting post-Soviet protest art. One such artist is Nadia Tolikonikova a founding member of Pussy Riot, a Russian feminist protest punk group. Now Nadia has helped to create an immersive theatre production the called Inside Pussy Riot. Don't give them an excuse. Peaceful protest. Violence breeds violence. Keep your dignity at all times and don't stoop to their level. You're not responsible for their behaviour but you are responsible for yours. The play is a reflection on her time in prison after Pussy Riot members were arrested following their performance in Moscow's Cathedral of Christ the Saviour. The group wore brightly coloured clothes and knitted balaclavas. Dancing in front of the altar, they shouted, Mother of God, Blessed Virgin, drive out Putin. music video was released and their protest against Russia's president Vladimir Putin captured the world's attention. However, she and two other Pussy Riot members were convicted of hooliganism motivated by religious hatred. I've come to meet Nadia and to ask her, can you turn a riot into a revolution? Nadia, thanks so much for joining me on The Economist Asks.
1: Hello, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Tell us about this particular show and what it depicts?
1: So it's called uh, Inside Pussy Riot uh, and uh, it is based on Pussy Riot's story that happened five years ago when we came to the Cathedral of Christ the Savior and sang a punk prayer, "Uh, Virgin Mary, please get rid of Putin. Then we ended up in jail for two years in the result of it. And when we got out, uh, we understood that it's our duty to talk about what we've seen in Russian prisons because this Russian prison industrial complex is Really scary, and they violate laws of human rights. And uh, we decided to approach uh, to this system from uh, with three different departments. And the first department is a media department. We created a media agency that is reporting on this topic, and it's called Media Zona. It's in Russian. Now, twenty reporters work uh, in this sphere. MediaZona. Uh, and uh, the second department is a human rights organization that's called uh, Zona Prava. Uh It means zone of justice. And uh, we are providing help to prisoners uh, starting from food and medication and uh, finishing with uh, helping them with lawyers and uh, helping them to write complaints to uh, all sorts of agencies, including European Court of Human Rights. So, our third department is art, and it has always been <laughs> like this, and uh, that's why we're telling about uh, prison conditions through this installation. And uh, everybody who will come to um, see inside Pussy Riot will have a chance to go through you no know, art version of what we went through. We definitely didn't want to uh, make the same thing that we went through because it's just impossible because of time. You know, the the, the most, most wild thing in prison that you have to stay there for, for a long time. Um, but it has slight resemblance with what we went through and hopefully it will make people think about prison system more because it's really comfortable to sit here where we're sitting right now and not think about uh, those people who need to spend their time behind the bars. Uh, in a lot of cases for minor offenses uh, or even in the result of corruption,
0: so you say that this is art Uh, it's a type of performance art so can you describe uh, the experience that audiences will have as they come through here
1: it is uh, immersive theater um, which means that you will come in in small groups the 16 members of the audience per one group and you will start uh, from thinking about your own uh, beliefs. And I will not tell you a lot about kind of questions that we'll have because it, it has to be surprise in immersive theater. But um, our job here is to uh, switch focus from um, our story only to the um, story of an activist who is trying to struggle with big oppressive system and we want everybody who come to this um, immersive show to think about what they uh, are ready to stand for and to encourage them to be politically um, engaged because I I do believe that people tend to forget uh, that to be a citizen means to be politically involved and it means to push your uh, elected politicians to do what you want not what they want. Um, so you will start from thinking about your beliefs and then you will see uh, the cathedral, you'll take part in our action uh, in a punk prayer and then you'll be arrested for this. Uh, you will be brought to police department, you'll be interrogated and uh, uh, then a uh, spoiler, you will be convicted um, and then you will move, you'll move to prison camp and um, what was important for me to show in uh, about prison camp, uh, impossible conditions for, uh, of labor. Um, in the prison camp where I uh, had to spend most of my time uh, in prison, uh, prisoners had to work for 16 hours a day without any day-offs uh, in terrible conditions. Basically, they're just putting you in front of sewing machine and and, and, and tell you without uh, giving you any education. They, they don't teach you how to sew. They're just telling you you have to produce 200 police uniforms a day. Uh, so we were trying to recreate in one of our rooms um, this atmosphere, you know, the psychological troubling feeling of uh, trying to perform impossible tasks and then being punished for not being able to perform it because it was designed... Um, in a way, so it's not just able. The human being is not capable of doing so much police uniforms a day. Um, you will see um, violence, which is another, unfortunately, a uh, big problem in uh, Russian prison system. Uh, and uh, normally, prison officials are not uh, being accountable for um, using violence against prisoners. And yeah, <laughs> I mean. It, it, you have to prepare yourself for uh, seeing quite troubling uh, and going through troubling experience.
0: And part of your experience in prison was in solitary confinement. Is this also something that the audience will experience here?
1: Yeah, you'll be in solitary confinement. And uh, actually, we discussed between us that it's really important to take uh, from people their cell phones. But uh, it, apparently, it's um, impossible illegally to take their property from people. So I, I would encourage uh, people not to use their cell phones in order to really immerse in this experience because you cannot have your cell phone in prison. In your phone, you can spend three hours and three hours later, you'll be like, oh yeah, did really three hours passed. But if you are in prison, if you are one-on-one without any impressions, without any emotions, without any connection to people, you, you're you literally deprived from all almost all senses, it's a super special feeling that brings you to thinking about, uh, it, it brought me, for example, to thinking about Russian authoritarian machine that n- n- never really changed. Uh, I started to think about 1937 when I was in my soldier confinement. And um, it's interesting for me to motivate people to think about their own um, memories, their own uh, impression experiences of um, communicating with totalitarian system or, you know, maybe they will remember their own stories of stories of their families, whatever.
0: I'm interested in the use of theater uh, and, and relatively small stage theater, mm-hmm. small groups, for this sort of political message and, and, and political awareness raising. Uh, some of your other activities that you've described are very mass media. This is almost the opposite. So what's the importance, in your your view, of doing this sort of small activity, a uh, big impact but small numbers, compared with the mass media?
1: People will uh, get out of our prison, they will not stay there forever, and then they will have chance to write their post on social network or make their own uh, change, their own effort, commit themselves to an action. And hopefully, if you can inspire small number of people to really be committed to uh, things that they're doing politically, that would be the biggest reward.
0: This performance obviously is taking place in London. Could you, will you do this show in uh, Russia?
1: We can do this show in Russia and we will do for sure, but after revolution.
0: So right now would be impossible?
1: Um, Yeah, the same with Pussy Riot in Russia, that we're we're still sticking to uh, our previous tactics, the way how we um, did it before, like if we need to Make music video. We're just doing it guerrilla style. We don't ask for any permissions, and uh, we're not renting anything because it's just uh, impossible to rent it. Um, they take a look at uh, presidential campaign of Alexey Navalny who is running against Vladimir Putin. He's not behaving illegally. Basically, he, he's just he's just being a politician, and he's trying to rent an office for to meet with his supporters, and he cannot do that, or you know, he he would be thrown out of his office in, in in an hour so you know it, sometimes in a week they have to move from one place to another two or three times and that's how uh, that's how Russian government treat people who are against them and like so it would be impossible to uh, find such a big place to to build the, the you know all these props and you uh, um, but you know, after revolution, I believe that it will be really beneficial for our country uh, to open uh, a museum uh, in uh, the FSB building because right now it 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 has such a dark history, and um, and people are still being tortured in that building. So definitely, there should be uh, there there should be a memorial uh, you no know, to to, to remember in order to remember. Those people who were killed and tortured in in that.
0: So you say after the revolution. It's an interesting phrase. So you, what sort of revolution are you envisaging happening, and how might it actually happen?
1: If people will raise up, but it's a, it, normally it's called revolution, like you know, mass, massive, <laughs> massive political change. Uh, and uh, when you walk down the street in Moscow and you just talk to people, uh, they're not that happy with the state of affairs in in russian politics as it's been portrayed on russian television channels the problem with russian television channels you kind of trust them because it's pure propaganda machine and but if you talk to people one by one and that's i think the power of political campaigns like alexei navalny's campaign he's talking to people one by one they're knocking on the doors and um people are not Blind, they do see that our government is not effective. Our government is corrupted. They care about just two things in their lives: power and money, and how to keep it. Um, it's natural that Russian citizens are not massively willing to take part in politics because it's quite dangerous, and that's why our gov- that, that there is a reason for that because the government has their own plan of intimidating Russian people through uh, creating political cases through creating cases of political prisoners like us or um, those people who showed up uh, on the inauguration day in 2012. We had massive demonstration uh, against Vladimir Putin and then he started his revenge and people are still in jail since that time because they raise up.
0: So. Is part of the revolution or the way to this revolution that you envisage take place beyond Russia? Because you have increasingly been active in English and beyond Russia. Here you are in London, but you've also uh, released songs. You've released a song on, on Donald Trump, for example. Mm-hmm. So, how important is uh, the activity beyond Russia? And is the point really to affect change still within Russia?
1: Obviously, there is a point to affect change within Russia because it's my country and I want it to look um, dramatically different because I do believe that we're um, we're a country full of creative and smart and talented people and it shouldn't be governed by an uh, ex-KGB agent. It's that easy. He's just not relevant to our country, I believe. at the same time, I do perceive our Earth as the whole living thing. And uh, I do, like, no you know, g- geopolitics, it's, it's not connected just with one country. And you can't really uh, analyze po- world political process without uh, thinking about this world as the whole thing. And, and it's, of course, it's interesting for us uh, uh, Russians what, what happens in, in the United States, in the UK, and it directly affects us, because the, for example, the fact that Donald Trump won presidential elections in the United States, it definitely encourages authoritarian politicians all around the world, because he's uh, Donald Trump is known for praising strong hand and strong leader, and he's encouraging those people who are um, against Uh, who are standing against feminism, who are misogynist, who are um, trying to work to use witch hunting as the main instrument of their politics. And for Trump, it's Muslims and uh, Mexicans. And uh, for Putin, it's people like us, it's protesters. They share the same same hatred, I would say, towards independent media. And uh, Trump uh, called everything that is not pleasant for him, fake media. And uh, that's the same thing that Putin is doing. And, you know, it definitely encourages people like Putin or another authoritarian politicians to misbehave.
0: So the revolution that you want to affect, is that uh, both in places like America and in Russia or primarily at home in Russia?
1: I'm an anarchist, I don't believe in borders. I think nation states are pretty old way of thinking about um, the world. Like, look, you do have free flow of money and you do have free flow of corporations. And um, we definitely should have more free flow of uh, human beings alongside with free flow of money. Yeah, I I don't believe in borders, but borders sometimes do believe about me, especially when I need to talk to the officer.
0: So, Pussy Riot started out with quite a strong idea of of activist art. Is that idea evolving, or is it still very much as the original concept began? Mm,
1: it wasn't our idea. we're part of big tradition of our Russian political art, and um, it became really wild in in nineties when we got wow. our f- freedoms. And uh, for example, Alek Kulik, whose work works, you can see here. He he was jumping like a dog, um, portraying the way how Russian people started to feel in 90s. They were confused by major changes that happened. They they were poor. They they were not. Um, they didn't have access to lots of um, you know products or goods. But at the same time, they experienced unusual freedom. And and we. We feel like we are part of this tradition that are appraising and uh, seeking freedom, and uh, we are seeking it through art.
0: So, to come back to the question that we began with, how do you turn a riot into a revolution?
1: Step by step, by um, focused and uh, work. And um, and I, I we, we've never done it before, so I, I don't have a recipe. and. Uh, uh, word, word revolution is uh, quite challenging for for Russian era because we we witnessed revolution that didn't bring us great results. I would say it it partly destroyed our culture. It brought uh, us political imagination, but it, at the same time it caused you know, giant catastrophe in our country. So I I would be just in in general mm, more cautious about word revolution, especially when I'm talking with my uh, fellow citizens in Russia, I would, I would say we're, we're looking for serious political change and we're looking for more freedoms, we're looking for more democratic society. Um, and how do you achieve it? By building institutions, even when your government is trying to uh, you know, lock you up, uh, you still need to build alternative institutions and prove uh, to your fellow citizens that you can be helpful to them that's why we're we're trying to build an organization that can really help prisoners like really like we we we're not just talking about that but we we we're, we're trying to we are helping them uh, we are providing them alternative information which is i think one of the key conditions of people changing their mind radically uh, and I witnessed it in prison I I got um my magazines from the outside world and uh, free of censorship magazines, basically. So and, and for everybody around me, it was an eye-opening um, reading. So I, I, I could witness how in one month people would change their mind from being pro-Putin to being anti-Putin. And they would tell me, so let's link, let's connect when we will be both on freedom and you'll tell us like how can we join you. Information is a big thing, but it's it's a hard it's a hard job because you know the, we don't have access to any major media in, in Russia.
0: So, uh, does it frustrate you if people don't uh, take from what you're doing here, for example, and really take action? Because what you've described is that you want to inspire people to get active.
1: Um, I couldn't really track it. How 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 they will use, I and mean, you're you're just you're you're just starting something, and 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 then it goes like like a wave, and you never know when it will finish. Like you know, I, I started to be uh be involved in political uh contemporary art because one poet came to my hometown, a real small provincial uh, town in Russia, and uh, it was just an accident and a pure miracle that he came to that town. And probably it was just a normal, uh, maybe boring event for him, but for me it was an eye-opening thing. And no, you, you never know, you just I think you need to keep trying and, and maybe you can inspire somebody.
0: Nadia, thank you very much for talking to us today.
1: Thank you so much for listening to me, I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> Inside Pussy Riot will be on at the Saatchi Gallery in London until the 24th of December. If you'd like to get in touch, we're on Twitter at Economist Radio, and you can email radio at economist.com. I've been your host, Daniel Franklin. In London, this is The Economist.
1: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.